We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so spectacularly um, and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its not to travel abroad it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Your girl so fine, but her breath is like She say she wanna dance, but she don't know how to I iced out, ooh, looking like a star Her name is Jenny, ooh, bitch don't have no panties I'm Steph Curry, when I hit the three, I hit the Well, expectrodilatus, and here I am with the latest episode of Inside Four Walls I'm Miss James Madison, and man, it is a day ending with Y And J.K. Rowling has seriously pissed off the entire transgender community why? Because she released an absolute banging grandma tit slapping fucking game. Let me tell you, Family Hogwarts Legacy is all on the rage. Quite frankly, I'm a grown ass adult with a fucking life, and I don't under, I know I don't invest in things designed for thirteen year olds, but other people do, and they have the time for it. And God bless them. I wish I had that kind of income. But a completely confident in their sexuality trans author wanted to kill J.K. Rowling over her turf opinions and quite frankly you know here at Inside Four Walls we firmly stand behind the turf movement and you know it's only for one reason I don't think trans people have a place competing against biological you know the gender I don't think a trans let's say you are male to female I don't think male to female should be able to compete against biological female but instead 
I would want their own fighting unit. Tell me you would not watch it. Would you not watch, like, transgender MMA? I fucking would. If the fights are good, the fights are good. I also want an MMA version where it's the people I would use as many steroids and performance-enhancing drugs as fucking possible. Tell me honestly, you would not watch that. It'd be like that game, Twisted Metal Black meets Celebrity Deathmatch. It'd be fucking great. But, let's get into the story. Trans author Gretchen Felker, Felker? Martin, said she wants to slit J.K. Rowling's throat and since deleted tweet. Sounds completely confident and comfortable in their own gender uh, identity. Gretchen Felker, Martin, called out several writers she said were transphobic, including Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, and implied that she'd like to slit their throats. But let me tell you something, man. I really love watching the trans community figure out what the fuck they're going to do with J.K. Rowling because they're like, we love Harry Potter. You know what's really funny? They all argue about what house they want to be in, right? But I think they're all wrong. None of them. None of them want one to be any of the four houses. But to that very specific small trans community that listens to this show, let me ask you, are you really interested in being either of the four houses in Harry Potter, or don't you want to be an Angemagus, or whatever they're called, the shapeshifters? Isn't that what you really want to be? You see, be like, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, blah, 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 blah. Don't you want to be the shapeshifters? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not being a dick here. Isn't that your thing? You know, the, the fucking turn to the dogs? Like, most of y'all are already fucking furries. So that works. Turn to a fucking animal, and then you can be fucked by the animal you want to be, and it's not even illegal. Turn to a deer, so I can hunt you. That being said, I love you for listening to the show and putting up with all this shit I put you through. God bless you. You are the ones who are going to make it to that 44% who actually make it to, uh, to elder age. I swear to God, and I support you. And that thick skin. And hopefully it's thicker than J.K. Rowling's throat. Now let's get into that fucking story, shall we? Over here... At every and by the way, I am specifically using the New York Post not only because of the Burr shit, but 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 because she hates he she they was were who knows but really seem to hate the New York Post and me I'm someone who should hate the New York Post but I like the New York Post so let's get into it. Actually, in a real level, I feel a kindred spirit to the New York Post for a couple of reasons. Mainly because I know it's like to, you know, they report on the Hunter Biden laptop when no one else would, and they got called crazy. They lost their high factuality rate on all these outlets and shit. Just to be proven absolutely right years later. And I know what that feels like to call people out and then be called, told crazy in the moment. And later on, they're like, oh shit, you're right. But let's get cracking. Trans author Gretchen Felkner Martin said she wants to slit. J.K. Rowling's throat in since-deleted tweet. Sounds stable. Uh, protect your neck. By Dana Kennedy. Do you think, uh, you, you think J.K. Rowling is a Wu-Tang fan? You think she's heard that advice? Fuck. You think she's heard that advice before? You gotta protect your neck? J.K. Rowling is under attack from the tran- From a trans horror author. I'm guessing she writes biographies about herself. Trans horror author Gretchen Felkner Martin threatened Harry Potter. Why is it in quotations? Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling in a since deleted tweet this week. This week. 
a well-known, I've never heard of them, a well-known transgender horror art, uh, author who was among the signers of a letter decrying the New York Times. The New York Times, you're so mean. Well, you triggered my vasey. Reported on the trans issue. Apparently they were very biased on the reporting. Said she wants to slit J.K. Rowling's throat. Well, that is an appropriate and well-measured response to fake news, let me tell you. Maybe Trump will be inspired. Gretchen Felkner Martin called out several writers she said were transphobic. You know, that word does not mean what they think it means. There is not a, let's say the whole world is full of white supremacist tyrants, like they like, like, like people who are this far gone in the, not, not in the trans community necessarily, because again, I like, I, I like Blair White, there's a lot of trans people that I fuck with, but, the, but you have this crazy faction that's like, wow. Um, look, the right has the goat head guy, the shaman, Antifa's got, you know, the progressives got Antifa, the trans community's got these fucking clowns, like, absolutely, but... Let me tell you, if the world's really full of all these tyrants and everything, let me tell you, there is not a single queer that a tyrant fucking fears. No way in hell. So, I, I, I don't think fear is the word you're looking for. Uh, abhorration, perhaps? Uh, various other things, but fear? No. Give me one reason why anyone would be phobic of the trans community. I'll, uh, I'll be reading the comments below, but okay. Maybe because you make unhinged threats like this, but this is like a person who's far out there right? anyway. Like, and an author who writes horror? Hmm. They're trying to be macabre and playing their brain for being genuine here, to give the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Uh, including Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling on February 12th, quote, If they all had one throat, man. If they all had one throat, man. She added in a sense-deleted tweet. Falconer came under fire last year after writing a self-confessed, quote, depraved psychosexual horror show. A depraved psychosexual horror show. So, it's good to know that the DeviantArt generation grew up and they're still writing fanfic. They're just getting paid to do it, so fuck you, mom and dad. There really was an income to be made off this shit anyway. Nah, says the entire Let's Play community on Twitch. Felkner Mark came under fire last year after writing a self-confessed, depraved, psychosexual horror show in which Rowling is burned alive in her home. <laughs> what the fuck? But man, that's a that's a and, and what is the uh, sexual context behind that story exactly? You, know, you have to wonder. What is the exact fetish or sexual situation in which someone just burns alive in their house while somebody gets off to it? I mean, it's called a, 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 a psycho-sexual horror show. Oof. Her debut novel, Manhunt, follows two trans women, quote, attempting... So, oh, okay, so it follows two men attempting to survive in a world ravaged by a plague, which transforms anyone with enough testosterone in their system into a shrieking monstrosity. Meaning that these two men are the monsters of the story? Ooh. That just sounds kind of deep, bro. Uh, there's a movie called Ah Zombies. It's similar, right? Like, these two people, they have the, they're, 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 they're trans and they're turning into the monsters that they're working against with the testosterone in their system. Sheesh. It's deep. It's deep shit. Makes you think. <laughs> they find themselves at war with TERFs. 
a derogatory acronym for so-called trans-exclusionary radical feminists, including the Knights of J.K. Rowling. The Knights of J.K. Rowling. Da -da 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 -da. I'd watch that Batman movie. Earlier, Felton Martin had condemned the murder of British transgender teenager Brianna Gray, 16, implying that Rowling and others had stoked the violent statistic terrorism at work. Violence that led to the killing, the Daily Mail reported. Police don't yet don't yet have a motive in the case, but two 15-year-olds have been arrested. Uh, you want to bet it was an inside job? From the same community and everything? Journalist Jesse C. Uh, Singal who was also named in Felkner's Martin. Uh, Felkner Martin's tweet blasted the author's death threat and said he does not understand why she is allowed to tweet about such violence. Quote, If you are seen as being on the wrong team, then if you, re if you quote, retweet one just a bit too snarkily, that's considered harassment, but the, quote, good people on the be kind crowd can threaten and harass and tell anyone and tell you to kill yourself forever and that's all good he tweeted yeah he's not entirely wrong let's uh let's go check out the tweets real quick guys they're loading all right we're over here at jesse uh jesse singles twitter we got some screenshots of tweets here screen grabs if you will gretchen felkner martin at scumbelievable I'm going to be fair, that's a fairly cool name, actually. Scumbelievable. Now the tweet goes, Blood on Jesse Singles' hands. Blood on Helen Joyce's... On Helen Joyce's... Rawlings' every... Every's... Every just-asking-questions journalist and fear-mongering turfs. Turfs! You're scared for your children. They're killing ours. <coughs> what kids are you having? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, from Juliet, blue collar butch, assuming a lesbian. British 16 year old trans girl named uh, Brianna. Brianna Gray was stabbed to death in public park yesterday. This is the result of relentless attacks on us. There is blood on the hands of every single turf and concerned liberal alike. I am so sorry we failed you, Brianna. Rest in peace. Her parents failed her. Well, let's move on down here. If they all had throats, man. Ooh. ooh. Them stabbing words. No, it's, uh, oh. Is that it? That's the only two? Now, my man's got tweets going on for days. Uh, five going on right here. As of yet, there isn't any evidence that this was a hate crime, but hey. Why not just terrorize shitloads of trans people before the facts are in? Right here, uh, it says, a Cheshire spokesperson on Monday, quote, Whilst this is being investigated as a, target, uh, a targeted attack, Brianna was a trans girl. We do not, at this time, believe this was a hate crime. Detective Chief uh, Superintendent Mike Evans said police are pursuing several lines of inquiry and appealed for, an appeal for anyone informed. Uh, anyone with information on this crime to come forward. He said, quote, We are all doing what we can to establish in the exact circumstances of what happened. So, what? Ha look, in England, there have been, across most of these U parts of the UK, 
The stabbings have been going through the roof like crazy, so have concrete milkshakes and macing as well. You don't have guns, there's always alternatives. And right here, highlight at this time, it's a quote, quote, at this time, there is no evidence suggests uh, suggest that the circumstances surrounding Brandon's death are hate-related. You want to drink cop piss? Be my guest, is a response from Gretchen Faulkner. Jump to conclusion. Burn the city down first. Ask questions a little later. But if you want, read through all this woman's bands, whatever the fuck this probably tacky author's so-called writings are. Feel free to go check out that Twitter thread. It'll be in the description below. I will say these articles have been uh, doing very good to uh, avoid clearly saying which gender this person's retained to be, so I know which... To be honest, at a certain, uh, a certain point, obese people kind of can start passing with enough, like, waxing and waning filters. But hey, you know, enough obesity can make enough big chestedness and mass to make some tats. So, quote, If you are seen as being on the wrong... Oh, I read that part. Moving on. Faulkner Martin's tweet was posted just before she joined 180 activists to sign a letter at uh, a letter to the Times criticizing its recent coverage of the transgender issues. The Times published a column further defending Rowling the day after the letter was delivered, which angered activists even more. An email, uh, email sent to staff by executive editor Joseph Kahn and opinion, uh, and opinion editor Kathleen Kinsenberry, Kingsbury, obtained by the Post on Thursday, admonished those who signed the letter, quote, We do not welcome and will not tolerate participation by the Times journalists in protests organized by advocacy ad, uh, groups or attacks on colleagues on social media and other uh, public forums, they wrote. Rowling has become a flashpoint for trans activists after she openly questioned whether trans women should be allowed to access some of the female-only spaces such as prisons, domestic abuse shelters, or sporting contests. Uh, the answer is absolutely no. The only time they can attend is uh, the sporting contest is if they're a spectator. As for the other ones, uh, absolutely not. Gee, I wonder why female inmates are getting knocked up more and more lately. She addresses the backlash in her forthcoming podcast, quote, The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, and said her comments were, quote, profoundly misunderstood, quote, I never set out to upset anyone, however, I was just not comfortable with getting off my pedestal, she said, and more power to you. Now, let's uh, hop over here for another article. We're almost done. So all these people threw a massive hissy fit and said, oh, we're not going to buy your fucking game. Fuck you, Rowling. And I like how it says, Critics are calling for the boycott of the video game Hogwarts Legacy over author J.K. Rowling's politics. But sales are soaring just as the game set to launch has become the video game's equivalent of Lord Voldemort, the Harry Potter villain who must not be named. And oh my god, the fucking delusionary shit that's come from this. Check this one out, too. So, if the large-breasted Roman woman didn't give it away, or the anime girl from the crusted uh, niche gamer, I can't exactly speak to the credibility of this site, but you know what? I'm going to go right to, the right to the community that was affected by this fucking plight. So, let's hop into it. 
How work? Let's see. Is there an author attributed to this anywhere? No, no. It just says site that tracked Twitch streamers who played Hogwarts Legacy shut down. Yeah, there was a fucking psychopath named Sam who built a website to document and catalog any Twitch streamer who was playing Hogwarts Legacy, so people could go out. And this was his encouragement: go out and mass report and harass these streamers. And as well as boycott them as well. And he was like, that wasn't the plan when people started putting pressure on him. But the website is down now. And we will get into the fucking blockbusters, asshole, gaping sales of Hogwarts Legacy. It's obscene the amount of money this game is wrecking. And I don't know a single fucking person who was hyped or excited about this game when it came out. But then again, I don't really roll in the game community like I used to. The only video game I still play is either uh, Skyrim or Fallout New Vegas on Xbox 360, the Jasper Edition. Just to tell you exactly how old my gaming consoles are. And you know what? After they started taking away people's digital ownership of video games, I really uh, am glad of my decisions here. But let's get into it. Hogwarts Legacy is proof that even the most middle-of-the-road game can make waves even, without, even with enough internet outrage. J.K. Rowling's political views have turned fans against the game and the Harry Potter series. The situation has escalated into many movements being launched which aim to boycott the game. Web developer Sam Gibbs decided to create a website which would track Twitch streamers that played Hogwarts Legacy in an effort of letting people know who to boycott as well as harass and spam. Have they streamed that wizardgame.com? Jesus Christ. Launched February 6, 2023, and lasted from 9 a. and lasted from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. until the developers decided to shut it down. The site also included a login function, which would show what streamers you fo uh, which streamers you follow have played the game. That would probably grant these same people access to your account that you wouldn't want them to have. I'm just guessing here. Sam Gibbs was met with a lot of criticism, especially from people who felt like the tool would be used to harass small streamers. Duh, that was part of the idea. Currently, the English branches of the Hollow Live and Nijing Singjing, whatever the fuck VTuber group, seem to be working out what their plan is uh, when it comes to streaming Hogwarts Legacy. The Japanese and Indonesian branches of Hollow Live and str uh, have streamed the game and have been met with waves of criticism, waves of criticism, blow it out your ass. It's been at most 100 to like 150 people on Twitter crying. But it's amazing what we're willing to tolerate and call a wave of criticism. These people a couple of years ago, like in 2005, would have been just your average YouTube quote-unquote quote troll in the comments section. And now we give them political momentum. Forget fucking real white. Because they have a weird axe move between their fucking legs. And they fucking... What? They got an anime profile picture? Cite the fucking meme at the beginning of this intro? Are you serious? Look, just because they're scary looking doesn't mean you need to take them that seriously. Ugh. Come on, man. And even then, even if it isn't this specific group, it's group X, Y, or Z. And you know what? I'm always going to mock the fucking hardest of the group, too. The loudest minority... If, if, if there wasn't such a loud minority of an already extremely niche group, the joke wouldn't be necessary. But you gotta humble. Humble people. Uh, let's see. Uh, what this means is that the tool could be further used to harass Asian streamers who aren't even aware of the Western politics involved in the game. 
The site is currently a blank white page with, quote, This service has been suspended by its owners, written at the very top. Hogwarts Legacy is launching on February 10th. It's out. We're going to go look at that in the next article. Windows PC via Steam, and that's what we're talking about specifically, Xbox Series X, also important, and the PS5. The previous gen ports are coming out on April 4th and uh, 4th for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and on July 25th for the Nintendo Switch's uh, article is by Augusto A., a fan of skeletons, plays too many video games, MMO addict, Souls-like uh, Souls and character action enthusiast. Mm. Good article. Good information. Well written. Well sourced. Like it. Now let's hop over here. The big boycott that amounted to fuck all. Hogwarts Legacy continues to stamp out, stamp on Steam. Known for uh, known for data it shares on Steam, StreamDB uh, has updated its bestsellers list of the week. Hogwarts Legacy was stamped on the stamped on the list. Now we're just gonna go right here. Boom! Hogwarts Legacy tops Elden Ring in sales last uh, in launch week. That's right, folks. The biggest Dark Souls-esque game that has launched and outsold the last two series, the last two games in the Dark Souls uh, franchise upon release, have now been completely decimated by Hogwarts Legacy. And still, I don't know a single person who has played them. I haven't seen a single video where people have played the, played the game. Nothing. I have paid no attention to this. Like, where are all these problems coming from? But okay, it's not like crazy. Biggest Harry Potter game release ever in the UK. Where a lot of like this turf shit's happening right now, mind you. It's selling like hotcakes here apparently too. The stats for Hogwarts Legacy keep getting better and better after storming the pre-order charts on Steam, breaking a viewership record on Twitch, and almost reaching a peak of almost 900,000 players on Steam. Ah, the sales chart from the UK paint an even bigger writer picture. Hogwarts Legacy is the biggest ever launch among Harry Potter among the Harry Potter video games in the UK. Resor uh, reports GamingIndustry.biz it beats out tw 2001's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone uh, and the phil uh, physical sales both during launch week by 60% as well as the game's second week by 2% which was the biggest uh, sales wise due to the hype around the movie. That doesn't even include Hogwarts Legacy's digital sales yet. And my yeah, so that was like what nine hundred thousand pre or uh, current players on stream. So I'm guessing that means at one time. Okay, doesn't even include uh, sales, which are guaranteed to make a margin of victory even more impressive. Hogwarts Legacy also tops Elden Ring's launch week sales by eight hundred percent, even though. Did I say outsold the entire series? I meant, like, upon launch. Elden Ring, when it came out, it outsold the previous two installments in the game, uh, launch week, and then this one blew that one out of the water. Which is good stuff. Hogwarts Legacy also tops Elden Ring's launch week sales by 80%. About 80%. Though last year's celebrated open-world RPG had a great digital start, soon we'll have to wait for additional numbers before... Making a final comparison, Hogwarts Legacy beating, uh, beating the From Software title. Despite the hype around it, isn't exactly a shocker, though considering how big of a media franchise Harry Potter is among the consoles, 
PS5 beat Xbox Series X and S with 82% of Hogwarts Legacy sales, which, again, is not a shocker considering Xbox is stronger digitally, and those numbers are still missing. And the PS5 simply sold a lot more units in the UK. Hogwarts Legacy also uh, contains some exclusive content for Sony's console. Hogwarts, uh, that's something that uh, Sony does right too. Any game they have on their console, they do what they can to get custom content just for it. It really goes a long way. Hogwarts Legacy also contains some exclusive content for Sony's console. Haunted Hogsmeade Quest, which is one of the best missions in the game. PS5 players might also be interested in the best Hogwarts Legacy PS5 setting to find the best compromise between graphical fi uh, fidelity and performance. Hogwarts Legacy claimed the top spot on the UK's box sales charts with this great start with usual top sitter FIFA 23 uh, banished to third place. God of War Ragnarok managed to clinch silver thanks to the PS5 bundle that included it. For more on the new Wizard game, check out Hogwarts Legacy reviews as well as our full Hogwarts Legacy walkthrough for details, blah blah blah, completely there. Article by Marco Woots, writer, is based in. Okay, well, I appreciate it, but there's no comments. So we can go back up here. And there's just one more thing I want to look at, because this made me think about something that happened not too long ago to Dave Chappelle. You know, all this talk all this talk about J.K. Rowling and Attack just, wanted, just made me think about the Dave Chappelle stuff that I was out of time for and didn't get a chance to talk to. Red suspected of attacking Dave Chappelle on stage. Show was triggering. It says show was triggering. Quote, I identify as bisexual. I swing both ways in the most saloon doors in the Wild Western movies, baby. And I wanted him to know what he said was triggering. <laughs> you know what else is triggering? How the government reacted to your mind and what they do when you put a, a CIA asset in a hotel balcony over a concert, uh, over a, a country concert in Las Vegas. But let's not talk about government assets. Oh yeah, how's Mark Rubenstein doing exactly? And I get it too. Look, I'm not a big fan of country, but damn CIA, did you ever go that fucking hard? Uh, Isaiah Lee told the New York Post from the Twin Towers Correctional Facility in Los Angeles. Folks, I would like to regretfully inform you that a second dose of HGH has been injected into the author of the book. We're just going to read a little bit of this. By Elijah Fieldstreet. The man who charged Dave Chappelle on stage at Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles this month, said he attacked Dave Chappelle because he found the show's content triggering. Quote, I identify, I identify, as bisexual, and I would like him to know what he said was triggering, Isaiah Lee told the New York Post from the Twin Towers Correctional Facility Los Angeles. He implored Chappelle to be more sensitive, adding, quote, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect yeah, uh, you should run by me so people like me don't beat the shit out of them next time because I'm the side of tolerance, baby. Isn't that kind of funny? I know I tried to, like, physically attack a man in his 50s who just came out here to make a bunch of people laugh, but he really should be more sensitive of my feelings. This is why bullying should never have been taken out of fucking schools. Look, make bullying great again, folks. Please, 
Tell me, would you not watch a sitcom where they take a 1980s bully from any of those movies and they put him into a modern day high school in like L.A.? Tell me you wouldn't watch that fucking show. You are a liar. But, I don't know. This kind of got me uh, thinking about this story a little bit. For really no the man reason. accused of attacking comedian Dave Chappelle on stage this week is now charged with four misdemeanor counts. This woman in the background. This man who was accused of assaulting a stand-up comedian. And she's just in the background. Hi, Mom. The Los Angeles District Attorney's Office of attacking comedian. The man accused of attacking comedian Dave Chappelle on stage this week is now charged with four misdemeanor counts. The Los Angeles District Attorney's Office says the incident was criminal but did not rise to the felony level. Police arrested 23-year-old Isaiah Lee after he allegedly jumped on stage and tackled Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl Tuesday night. Police said Lee had a replica hand. And got his fucking arm broken by Jamie Foxx in a cowboy hat. And then Chris Rock goes on and goes, was that Will Smith? Gun with a knife blade, but it's not. God damn. Yo, my boy, he welded a fucking $12 gas station of, I own a lit edge knife. I got him for six bucks at the fucking gas station. Clear if he actually brandished it. If Lee is convicted, he faces up to a year and a half in prison. Wild. But. That being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. A little bit more of a culture war episode than a pressing news topic, but, you know, I want to delve back into this a little bit more often. So, if there's anything you think I missed, please leave a comment below. If there's any stories you think I should talk about or check out, it should be in the comment below. I appreciate the stories you guys have brought to my attention. If there's anything you think I got wrong or missed, please leave a correction with the source in the comments below so I can look at the article you guys are reading. You'll get the uh, view you guys have. And really understand where you guys are coming from. Because that's the best way I came to understanding where your guys' and my opinions differ from. Is if I can read what you're reading and I can see the information you're seeing from your perspective. And really, let me walk a mile in your shoes, knowledge-wise. So until next time, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your humble host, James Madison. And I shall catch y'all next time. Deuce. My system crashed again, so I don't really know what I was saying for a moment, so I'm just going to move on. Mr. Fetterman declined to be interviewed for the story, but aides and confidence described his introduction to the Senate bill as a difficult period filled with unfamiliar duties that are taxing for someone's so recovery. I already read all that. Moving on. Quote, what you're supposed to do is recover from this and do as little as possible, said Adam Jettelson. His chief of staff, instead, Mr. Fetterman was, quote, forced to do as much as possible. He had to get back to the campaign trail. It's hard to claw that back. So the, the dude running his own campaign said, yeah, my boss isn't here yet, and he wasn't able to recover because he was forced to, to go back to it. On Wednesday, Mr. Fetterman was... Mr. Fetterman was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded while attending... A day-long Senate Democratic retreat in Washington test showed no signs of another 
I want to say Mr. Fetterman was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded while attending a day-long Senate Democrat retreat in Washington. Test showed no signs of another stroke, and his spokesperson, his spokesman, said he was in good spirits, taking a family and staff member uh, talking to family and staff members, but. He spent a second night in the hospital on Thursday as doctors monitored him for seizures. The entire, pl- uh, the entire piece, yeah, entire piece of the Times, this AM was quote, "Look how brave he is for struggling with his uh, working conditions." He and his campaign previously said would not happen. He added in the follow-up. Mr. Fetterman was forced to do or read that. The entire piece of the Times at this AM was, quote, look at how brave he is for struggling with his working conditions he and his campaign previously said would not happen. Political analyst Matt Koch also expressed his concerns over the senator, whose campaign campaign team, as well as his wife, had previously assured voters that his stroke would not impact his duties in office. Oof. Quote, John Fetterman is still hospitalized and, according to the New York Times, is hearing noises like the teachers in the Peanuts cartoons uh, is talking to him. Great hire, Pennsylvania, he wrote. Quote, we will pray for his recovery, but who didn't see this coming, Koch added. Yeah, I mean, fair. As he stays in the hospital to be monitored, Fetterman's. As he says in the ho- Ooh, sorry, as he says in the hospital, to be monitored, Fetterman's staff said in a statement that he is quote in good spirits and talking with his staff and family. Several tests have ruled out a seizure or another stroke. That is the end of this article. Now let's hop over to the more recent news article right here. So he checked out and is checked back into the hospital, but this time with severe depression. So hearing new voices to this one, huh? Doing good out there, Pennsylvania. You really picked a fucking winner. And right now, while your state's being polluted by a derailed train, what a fucking winner! But you know what's funny? What if this guy gets healed from all these chemicals in the water and becomes like a weird superhero? You know, like the Toxic Avenger here. He kind of looks like it. Senator John Fetterman checks himself in the hospital for clinical depression. Ben Kesslin and Samuel Chamberlain. February 16th, 2023. Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, is back in a D.C. area hospital. This time to get treatment for clinical depression. His office announced Thursday, quote, While John was experiencing... John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life. It only became severe in recent weeks. Fetterman Chief of Staff Adam uh, Jettelson wrote on Twitter, adding that uh, that Capitol attending physician Baron Monahan, uh, Brian Monahan, sorry, examined Fetterman on Monday. Let me zoom in here. Be easier for me to read. There we go. Uh, attending physician Brian Monahan examined Fetterman on Monday and, quote, recommended inpatient care on Wednesday. Quote, after examining John, the doctors at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center told us that John is getting the care he needs and will soon be back to himself, gentlemen uh, concluded. Fetterman's wife, 
uh, Gizli posted a the separate tweet stating, quote, after what he's been through in the past year, there's probably no one who wanted to talk about his health, his own health less than John. I'm so proud of him for asking for help and getting the care he needs. Now step out of fucking office, you weird lopsided muppet. Fetterman, 53, was taken to George Washington University Hospital on February 8th after feeling lightheaded during a Democratic Party retreat. He was released two days later and was back in the Senate on Monday. Tragic. He should be released and sent back home. The Democrats' health problems began May 13th of last year when he suffered a stroke during the closing days of the Pennsylvania Senate campaign. Fetterman, the... Then the Commonwealth Lieutenant Governor was left hearing other cognitive issues that dogged him throughout his old general election campaign against Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. On February 9th, the New York Times reported that Fetterman still sometimes struggles to hear people's voices clearly, a problem that gets noticeably worse when he's stressed or is in an unfamiliar situation, and which... He has compared uh, to trying to decipher the muffled words of Charlie Brown's teachers in the Peanuts. Oof. In a concession to his con- uh, to his conditions, <clears throat> sorry, Fetterman carries a tablet around with him that has closed captioning capabilities, so he can read whatever people are saying to him. A closed caption monitor a monitor has been installed on. Uh, at his desk in Senate chambers so he can follow along with proceedings. This is fucking pathetic. The device is adjustable in height and to in height to accommodate Fetterman whether he needs to sit or stand. A, uh, a customized desk at the center uh, this was all paid for by taxpayers but I guess they voted for him they asked for it. So, A customized desk at the center uh, dais has also been equipped with the same technology for Fetterman's use when he presides over Senate proceedings. If Fetterman's health problems render him unfit to serve, Democrat Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro would need to appoint a replacement. A special election would then be held next year to select a candidate to finish out the remainder of the Fetterman's term. That is the end of this article here. Now... Again, I, I, I felt bad for him during the campaign trail, but now that he's won, he's deemed himself able and fit to, well, you know, be criticized and mocked fucking relentlessly. Personally, he's kind of asked for it. And I know it could sound cruel, it could sound callous, so on and so forth, but ultimately, you shouldn't run for office if you don't want the public eye on you. That beats it until next time. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your Madison, and I shall catch y'all later. Peace. We have a lot of other things to cover here, but I look to Dr. Sherwood. Are we uh, moving? Joe Biden, wake up. Joe Biden, wake up. 9-11. One of the things that, that, that I strongly believe is... Joe Biden, wake up. I should probably go home. I'm tired. Joe Biden, wake up. Joe. Joe. I'm tired. Joe Biden. What's happening? Joe Biden. What's happening? Joe.
Hello, Mr. President. Wake up. You should have to pay nearly $6,400 more than you would today. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, this is the fun one. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, where I promise you my mental acuity is... Well, anyway. Trump's White House doctor alleges Biden's phys physical was a cover-up. And I allege no shit. You mean to tell me Joe Biden had a fucking mental acuity test and a physical and he came back and said fucking perfect peak specimen of a masculine male alpha chad and there was no tomfuckery whatsoever with the man whose most accountable feat of note as president was falling up some fucking stairs multiple times? Yeah, I, uh, I gotta tell you, I kind of hesitate to think there wasn't anything fucked with that result, but we're gonna go to Fox News for the article, as you can see here. Not a lot of people want to talk about it. Various shades of mixed sexuality. This came from Fox News to begin with. It's the interview there. You know, so, eh, eh. That's why I use Fox News for this. Also, I'm kind of in a crunch, so I'm recording what I can while I can. I know this will be a bit of a light topic, so I know. There you go. But you're going to just have some fun. We can just have some fun. Here for reaction, former White House physician and author of Holding the Line, A Lifetime of Defending Democracy and American Values, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, as well as Congressman John James. Two great dudes join us tonight. Uh, Congressman Jackson. Uh, Actually, John James is from my area. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. I did an interview with him a couple years back uh, when he first ran for Senate uh, pre-pandemic, actually. You see the tape. You keep seeing the tape. He's hesitating, it seems, on running again. But what's your assessment? Well, look, I, you know, I, Pete, I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I think, you know, everybody sees that at this particular point. I think the left is slowly starting to abandon him right now. I think he's out there saying this. But, you know, the I think the classified documents issue was a shot over the bow by those who have po political aspirations to become president, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or the, the political sewer that surrounds them, that they would find themselves in the White House. I think they're letting him know right now that, hey, you're done uh, at 2024. You will not run again. If you continue to say that you're going to run again, we will take it to the next level, which means, you know, the Hunter Biden stuff's going to blow up. Or maybe they let this cognitive stuff take off because it's all there. It's been there for a long time. And, and all they have to do is start getting this man out and letting him speak publicly more often, putting him in front of, in front of the camera for press conferences. Mm -hmm. We can see what happens. He's literally got something wrong with him. Everyone in the country knows it right now. The unfortunate part is our adversaries know it right now, too. This issue with the balloon, it was, you know, it was just testing to see, you know, how he would react, how long they would have before he would do anything the least bit decisive. And we saw the answer to that. It was very unimpressive. It was very scary. And I think things are going to continue need to get worse and so i want to know, you know what's kind of funny and it's an unpopular opinion i will say this i think joe biden actually looks kind of cool in aviators all right look like it or not i don't like joe biden yo i was just uh i'm a i'm a i'm, I'm, a, I'm a public servant and i was recently at my local state convention and bro for charity i walked around with a fucking gold Fuck Joe Biden pendant I bought for five bucks. Actually, it's kind of solid. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of fresh. I fuck with it. But it would go perfectly with my Harlem Globetrotters jerseys. And I got a couple of those, man. I fucking love that shit. Um, 
<laughs> the WWE of basketball. I know. I know I've heard it a million times. Go fuck yourself. But he looks cool in aviators. I'm just, he pulls it off well. I've seen Trump in av- aviators. Not as cool looking as Joe Biden in aviators. Where's physical exam at? They said we're going to have it by the end of the month. We didn't. Now they're saying they're going to have it by the 16th of February. Will it include a cognitive exam like I President Trump's did? Came it out. better. Complete we need ownership one. If any that, president's ever didn't. needed a cognitive exam, it's this man. <laughs> but we'll see. They've already they've already let us know that they're going to release huh. it publicly in the same manner as which they did last year, which means they're telling us up front they're just checking a box. Of course they're checking a box. There's no way there's a cognitive exam in there. At least... One that yeah, he took. Right. Uh, Congressman James, yeah. uh, you're a military guy. You know, when you look at the guy on the screen right now, you're looking at the commander in chief. And we're looking at a dangerous world. Uh, it, you know, how do we how do we how, how does someone watching this program right now feel reassured at their house that all is well and uh, someone's awake at the wheel? You don't. Uh, the three of us have all served our nation in uniform. We understand what inspired leadership looks like, and, and Joe Biden doesn't inspire us. I mean, frankly, uh, this is a man who passed the buck, who points the blame. He's been in office for the better part of 50 years. Uh, he was elected in 1973, 36 years in the Senate, eight years as vice president, two years as president, and on his watch... Our debt is ballooned past capacity. We just shot down two UFOs in the past week, and we're calling boys girls and girls boys. <laughs> uh, our enemies, our adversaries around the world are further emboldened. China is, uh, is, is sat, uh, rape, sat, uh, saber-rattling, and, uh, and Russia is invading Europe. Um, they know that this president's a joke, and we need to do everything we can to focus on things that Americans are concerned about, lowering prices. Now, bringing back jobs, making our community safer, and getting back to sanity. The Democrats and the left are doing everything opposite of that. And so me and Ronnie and the rest of the Congress have to govern in the House and be that last line of defense for you, for America, so that we can then take back the Senate and take back the White House to keep our promises to America. Since he called you Ronnie, I will too. Ronnie, uh, do, do you, we see the poll numbers amongst Democrats. But do folks on the left that you talk to, congressmen, people that are dialed in, do they ever whisper and say, yeah, we know too, or, or are they unwilling to admit it? Oh, 100%. I think everybody knows it. You know, people are just trying to look the other way. I mean, people at the White House know it. That's why they keep him locked away all the time and don't let him get in front of the cameras unless he absolutely has to. And I'll be honest with you, I think that they're, they're medicating him. I want to know when he gets his physical done, what medications is he actually on? Because he looks sometimes like he's really jacked up on something. And then he, you know, most of the time looks like he can barely stay awake. He's so frail and shuffles when he walks. And, you know, and I want to know why he wears sunglasses all the time. Because, you know, one of the physical manifestations of uh, Alzheimer's and other cognitive diseases out there is that your pupils dilate and you have an issue accommodating to light. And I think that something's going on here. I think there are all kinds of little physical indicators along with this, just this you know, just unbelievable cognitive, uh, you know, lack of ability. And, and I, I, I think everyone at this point knows what's going on. And it's only uh, it won't be very much longer that the Democrats can turn a blind eye to this. They are going to have to address this sooner than. Oh, well. Now we're going to hop over here to Fox News for the article. Bam. Former White House doctor for Trump and Obama blast alarming Biden health report. The cover-up needs to end. Scroll down here. Close that. Let's see anything here for... Okay. I was trying to think if I had a name on here. Exclusive top GOP rep. Ronnie Jackson, a former White House physician, is calling 
for an end of the cover-up of President Biden's health after the president's physical earlier this week claimed he is healthy and fit to serve as commander-in-chief. Okay, so there was a fucking health... Okay, I fucking knew I wasn't crazy. I was confused at first. Quote, The majority of Americans can see that that Biden's mental health is in total decline, yet there is no transparency from the White House on what's going on, if anything, to address this issue. And... His inability to do his job, Jackson told Fox News Digital, quote, Yesterday's writing physical exam report released by the Biden's physician, Kevin O'Connor, further confirms that the administration is still adamant about concealing the truth. Well, look, if you look at the reportings back in the day, you would think that the whole country didn't think there's something wrong with the president who had polio, right? Like, everybody everybody knew that that homie was fucked up. Just to be fully transparent, I had to make sure I thought it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, but I wasn't sure. I thought it was true. For some reason, my brain said Truman. And I was like, that's not right. So I double checked. Yes, it was Roosevelt. Okay. But you look at the articles back then, you would think that no one knew that Roosevelt had polio or anything was wrong with him to begin with. But no, if you look at independent press and interviews and radio shows and a lot of like public writings at the time, people knew there was something fucked up with him. They just didn't know what it was. But that's not a mental thing. That's a physical thing. So it was a little bit different than this. If Biden had polio and his brain worked, it might be slightly different. Uh, Jackson took issue with the fact that the report from the Biden physician, uh, the second one he's taken since entering office, made no mention of the president's undergoing cognitive tests amid his, quote, deteriorating, deteriorating mental health. Quote, nowhere in the report was there mention of Biden's deteriorating mental health, Jackson said, quote, This is alarming considering uh, this is alarming considering I have already sent three letters to the White House demanding a Biden receive a cognitive test as results be and results be made public, all of which have been ignored. Everyone can see something is wrong. The cover up needs to end. Jackson, who previously served as the White House physician to former presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump, faced criticism from Obama for his critique of Biden's cognitive health on the 2020 campaign. Well, don't forget, Barack Obama in 2020, uh, in late 2019 and in 2020, said never under- underestimate uh, Joe Biden's ability to fuck things up. And now as we go here, and you know what's funny? I don't usually find myself being a man who agrees with Barack Obama very often on almost fucking anything at any point in time whatsoever, even the most bizarre situations. But you know what? This is one of those unique times. Joe Biden said one of the most luminary fucking things imaginable. Quote, Never, don't ever underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck things up. Truer words have truly never been spoken by a man who looks so much like a sock monkey. It's kind of fucking impressive. I'm not saying that because he's mixed. But you know what, person between me and you, I really don't like that fact. I fucking hate white Democrats. So his mom, biggest bitch in the universe as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I'm kind of racist. I don't like white Democrats. But let's get into the story. We're going to be a part of this. Joe Blow, Obama vented his concerns about Biden and said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up. By Christy Cooney, 
Barack Obama voiced concerns about Joe Biden's presidential candidacy and warned allies to not underestimate his ability to fuck things up, according to reports. That's a quote. The former vice president is set to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know the fucking story. The whole point behind me pulling this whole thing up to begin with was just the fact that Obama was like, yeah, this guy's kind of a fuck up. I wanted you to know that. But let's crack on, shall we? Jackson, who previously served as White House physician for President Barack Obama and Donald Trump, faced criticisms for his critique of uh, cognitive uh, of Joe Biden's cognitive health in 2020 campaign trail. His 2022 memoir, Jackson, detailed the stern and scathing email he received from Obama about comments he made on Twitter about the then presidential candidate Biden's mental health. Quote, I have made a point to not co- of not commenting on your service in my successor's administration and have always spoken highly of both of you both in public and in private you always served me and my family well and i have considered you not only as a fine doctor and service member but also a friend now kindly shut the fuck up love your homie barack obama and P.S. N-word pass is included in letter. Heart, heart, XX, love, Baracky B. Uh, you always served me well, blah, blah, blah. Quote, that's why I have to express my disappointment. He's not mad, he's disappointed. At your cheap shot you took at Joe Biden via Twitter. Again, Brock, you said never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck things up. And now you're sitting here saying, how dare you say that about Joe Biden, the honorable. Did your teleprompter not work that day properly? Uh, It was unprofessional and beneath the office that you once held. It was also disrespectful to me. And the many friends you had in our administration. You were the pers- the personal physician to the President of the United States as well as an admiral, admiral in the U.S. Navy. I expect better and I hope upon reflection you'll expect more of yourself in the future. Oh, go fuck yourself. Don't you have some lakefront properties to go by while the water levels are rising or some shit? In the memo released Thursday, White House physician Kevin O'Conroy, a retired Army colonel. Also, isn't it weird that colonel is spelled that way? Who has served in the role since January 2021, wrote, quote, President Biden remains a heavy, vigorous 80-year-old male who is fit to successfully execute the duties of office. Really? A fit young man, a spry chicken. I don't know, man. I wouldn't say he's a spry chicken, personally. He looks more like the chickens you get at, like, KFC at the end of the week, towards the bottom of the bag type deal. Not very good. Kind of left out, you know, like like a 7-Eleven chicken. Not exactly spring or in their prime, but okay. A vigorous 80-year-old male who is successfully, who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. One lesson... Was discover, or one lesion was discovered on Biden's chest and removed according to the report, and the president still experienced a stiff gait. 
But it hasn't worsened since last year. Is that from the dog supposedly breaking his foot? Biden continues to experience symptoms of gastrological reflux, primarily having to clear his throat more often, mostly after meals, the report said. O'Connor said the reflux is a source of Biden's throat clearing and coughing. I get that, actually. That's very relatable. I don't exactly... Uh, you know what? I have no reason to actually doubt that. I, I have an issue with that. The reflux, too. It sucks. O'Connor note, noted that the main medical event for Biden in the past year was his upper respiratory infection from COVID-19 last summer. His, like, five bouts of it after being, you know, jabbed the fuck up multiple times, supposedly. Allegedly. He said that Biden's oxygen levels never fell below 97%. Bullshit. The results come... As the president faces questions about his age amid speculations that he will seek re-election in 2024, though he has not yet announced his official decision. Yeah, because if he announces, they're going to really destroy him. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley took him took aim at the president as well as his predecessor, former President Trump, on Wednesday, saying that the politicians over the age of 75 should have to take a mental cognitive test before assuming office. You're going to talk, psycho. In 2021, Biden was evaluated by O'Connor, who wrote at the time that the president remains healthy, vigorous, a healthy, vigorous 78-year-old male who is fit to successfully execute the depu- the duties of the presidency. Uh, that's three of the first three comments, as we are one to do here. From Jeremiah J- uh, Johnson, I assume. The fact that the politician around all around... <coughs> pardon me. The fact that politicians all around can do what they want, when they want, and remain in office with no fear tell us, tells us that we work for them, and this is not the way we set the government system up for this country. Give them credit where it is due. The politicians have placed themselves above us. They have played the long game and won. And, uh... uh Red late, uh, yeah, red plaid two eight nine eight. The retirement and health care are far superior to the are far uh, superior to the taxpayers. After only a few years in office, yet we pay their salary and benefits and barely make ends meet at, at times. It is certainly unbalanced, but until enough voters get angry and stop electing the same folks, it will never cease. And NX, uh, NXT phase, our politician passed legislation to allow the blatant lie without accountability. You cannot have a civil society in if a certain group of people can lie with impunity while pursuing the opposition. Yep, true. And at the same time, that also brings us to the end of this episode. I don't feel like anybody learned anything that they didn't already kind of know, but you know. We're talking about all the same. So until next time, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. This might be the only upload for Monday. Uh, this one and the one before it. We'll see. Uh, but until next time, I'll catch y'all later. Oh, my thing's work- not working right. Okay. There is this inextricable tie between culture, religion, mm-hmm. ethnicity that most people don't fully understand that is unique and um, how can I say it?
um, so uh, strong uh, with Jews worldwide. There is a, there is a, I mean, you know, I used to say early on when I was a kid, I'd say when I was a young senator, I'd say, if I were a Jew, I'd be a Zionist. I am a Zionist. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. back to inside four walls sorry i was just pulling a beard hair out of my coffee uh, and it, it's mine i know but i wasn't expecting to drink it now welcome back to inside four walls <laughs> i am your host james madison and if you think that's a clown way to start look at this shit now i said yesterday all right i said that first balloon from china i'm willing to bet was real but everything else we've shot down after that is going to be either made by america or it's not going to be Chinese spiralated. Not even a full 24 hours after I cracked that prediction. A weird fuck you I was right came out. And it's UFO <laughs> shot down by $400,000 US missile. May have been a $12 <laughs> hobby balloon. <laughs> no, god damn it. No. No. Do you know how much money? Ah, uh, one of the UFOs shot down last weekend by the U.S. Air Force was a four hundred with a four hundred thousand dollar missile. May have simply been a twelve dollar balloon belonging to an Illinois Illinois enthusiast club. A report said we'll look at these fucking vile fucking hobbyists, these fucking domestic terrorists. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I remember everyone, oh my god, man, they sent another spy balloon. I'm like, it's not a spy balloon. It is, man. How can you, how can you say it's not? I'm like, because the first one was a spy balloon. We don't even really have pictures of any of these other things that they're shooting now. We just have, we have the government's fucking word. Oh, you don't believe the government? Absolutely not. God, you sound vaccinated. Not you guys, but some of the people around me. I'm just like, that first one, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about it, and I'm alarmed that they didn't shoot it down sooner. But anything after that, man, they're just using this fear mongering to, to try and stoke a, a like a full, you know, let, let, let's go to war kind of mentality. You know, the Ukraine thing is not selling it as hard as the YouTube with the U.S. So we now we got to try to do aliens and Chinese spy balloons and shit. And I was like, yeah, you know, only the first one, but here we are. Poor fucking kids. I feel bad. I feel bad for this club. They're they're pretty young. We'll we'll, we'll get into. It. They're like they're like a fucking high school and freshman college group of people. Amateur balloonists. Is that what they're called? Balloonists. I'm not looking it up on DeviantArt. An amateur balloonist group from Illinois said small balloon last reported over Alaska missing in action. By Kristen Fisher from CNN, an Illinois-based club of amateur balloonist balloonist. What a weird word says one of its small balloons is, quote, missing in action after last reported its location over Alaska on Saturday. The same day, the U.S. military shot down an unidentified object in the same region. While the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, BBBB, 
or the NIBBB, has not blamed the U.S. government for taking out, well, oh no, our $12. U.S. government, oh no, my four, my $400,000. Fuck. Shedding me. Uh, taking uh, the government for taking out its 32-inch wide Pico balloons. Hold on. Here you go. Here's a a Pico balloon. I was curious what it is. There you go. Oh, it's cute. Oh, it's adorable. You know what? This is like the type of spy balloon that Canada would have, isn't it? The U.S. gets this big fucking 2,000-pound one. Canada gets this little fucking... Little fucking doop-de-doop. That's hilarious. Oh, look at that. Somebody made me a thumbnail. How generous of them. Um... I usually make my own thumbnails, full disclosure. The group of hobbyists notes in a post that it belongs uh, on, on its blog, my apologies, that it latched, that its last transmission near a small island off the west coast of Alaska c- occurred after the balloon had been airborne for more than four months and carried uh, the globe, oh, and circled the globe seven times. Quote, Pico Balloon K9Y0 last reported on February 11th at uh, 048 Zulu near Hagmeister Island after one two, after 123 days and 18 hours of flight the NIBBB blog post dated February 14th states CNN attempts to reach the NIBBB have been unsuccessful Northern American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, deferred questions to the National Security Council for identification of the objects and had no additional information according to a uh, spokeswoman for the U.S. Northern Command and NORAD. CNN has reached out to the NSC for comment. Yeah, by the way, remember, Trudeau came out and was like, thank you, brave Americans. (laughs) For protecting our sovereign airspace. Uh, it'd be really funny. Like, imagine some uh, Thanksgiving Day parade balloon goes goes awry, floats away. And just, you know, U.S. military in, like, Canada responds by shooting down a giant Stay puff Marshmallow Man. Would you hold it past this fucking uh, simulation? I wouldn't. Earlier in the day, President Joe Biden delivered his first public remarks on the topic... And ignore the train situation, by the way. And acknowledge that, quote, the intelligence community currently, uh, community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions. Pico ballooning, Pico, Pico ballooning combines high altitude balloons with amateur or ham radios. Quote, we sent a small transmitter with a GPS tracking and antenna on a balloon filled with hydrogen, raise it to 47,000 feet, and traveling with the speed of a jet stream, the uh, NIBBBB website explains the NIBBB. NIBBB says its members ranging from kids to adults are responsible for launching more than 25 balloons since the group's inception in June 2021. Quote, six ended up in trees. We found uh, we found and fixed for that. 
Six Balloons Never Said Hello. We think we have a fix for that. And we had eight balloons that traveled the United States. We had nine balloons that left the United States. And we had three balloons that almost made it around the world. We have two balloons flying around the world, the group said uh, on its on its website. It remains to be seen where Pico Balloons K9YO will be found. They're not going to go looking for it. Rip. No comments. No comments. Now let's move over here to Timcast's website. I know, have all the yucks in the comments you want. Senator Ted Cruz blast by an over-report that $400,000 missile may have been used to shoot down $12 hobby weather balloon. That's fucking funny. Published February 17th, 2023, and it is currently February 17th. So, look at that. Senator Ted Cruz has taken a jab at President Joe Biden after over-allegations that a $400,000 missile was shot from a $200, a $200 million F-22 fighter jet may have been used to shoot down a $12 hobby weather balloon. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, the NIBBB, has claimed that their Pico balloon has been floating over the area of Alaska where the balloon was shot down, but has since gone missing. The Hobbyist Club balloons were last reported at 38,910 feet on February 10th off the west coast of Alaska, the same day that an unidentified object was shot down in the area. In response to the reports, Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk, a tiny little face like a bowling ball, quote, Biden let an, annual, let an actual Chinese spy balloon cross 200,000 miles across America, across American airspace untouched, now he fakes being the tough guy by shooting down a $12 science project from from the, quote, I kid you not, Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, along with Clown World emojis. Yeah. And the tweet here from Ted Cruz says, To be fair, Biden is providing powerful deterrence for any high school science clubs that may try invading America. Goddamn right. There will be no Wolverines today. Senator Cruz quoted the tweet and added, quote, To be fair, Biden's proving is providing a powerful de- uh, deterrence for any high, school science ki- uh, any high school science clubs that might try to invade America. I didn't know they still have science club in high school. While there is no proof that Biden had a Pico balloon shot down, there is evident- the evidence is compelling. Quote, I tried contacting... Contra- ah, God, hold on. Ah, random rib cramp. Ow. Quote, I tried contacting our military and the FBI and just got the runaround. To try to, uh, to try to enlighten them on what a lot of these things probably are. And they are going to, they are going to look not too intelligent to be shooting them down. Ron Meadows, the founder of Science Balloon Solutions, SBS, a Silicon Valley company that makes purpose-built Pico balloons for hobbyists, educators, and scientists told Aviation Week. The report explained that the description... God, I just had a thought. You know, like, I'll be reading a small article, and a lot of the names on the article, you know, will just be random names tied to the story. And then I'll be, like, five months later down the road, reading an article, 
and it will somehow connect to the one I was reading that had no connections to anything whatsoever. And just watch Homie and his fucking science balloon solutions become a big deal in the future. Mark my fucking words. Just had the weirdest feeling I'm going to be dealing with, reading a lot more about this company in the coming weeks. Ah. But let's move on. The report explained that the description of the three unidentified projects that have been shot down since a Chinese spy balloon was allowed to hover across the country. Look, they said that allowed all uh, across all, all across the country all match the quote shapes, altitudes, and payloads of small Pico balloons, which can usually be purchased for twelve to one hundred and eighty dollars each. I should get like one of the middle range ones for like fifty bucks and launch it, and then just keep an eye on it, see if it gets shot down. I should be fine, be good for the news, be, be good for the show. Might do it. Worst case scenario, I get some cool content where I just have a balloon traveling. We can just add that to part of the show or show where the balloon is today. Uh, the Pico Balloon community is nervous about the negative attention by some members of Congress and the White House who have called the object shot down at altitudes of 20,000 to 40,000 feet dangerous the civil aviation the report added that is really funny i just thought i'd start off today's uh story a little lighthearted, a little humorous so yeah uh and how long do we find out that again the rest of these balloons shot down after the first chinese spy balloon are all bullshit completely bullshit and have nothing to do with this whatsoever but that being said let's go look at these dangerous masterminds real quick here they are yeah, folks, this is, uh, this is, uh, right here, folks. Look at the fucking faces of your dangerous Illinois mastermind balloon brigades. Look at them. Look at them. They got their, uh, their fucking Power Rangers guy right here giving them the lowdown on, on where this dangerous device of fucking this weapon of mass weather surveillance should be going. Bah. Alright guys, that's enough for me today, for this episode at least. I have another episode coming up. We're going to be doing an episode about Ohio and the derailed train. Hopefully get some more out because I have to only, I, it's 12.19. I leave at like 3. Got my, got a state convention I have to be at. Ooh, by 5. So I'll catch y'all later. Deuce. What's going on? People are trying to know. Here's Congress member Jamal Bowman. Nearly 1 million pounds of vinyl chloride were on this train. Now the EPA, now the EPA is confirmed that it's centered the that it's entered the Ohio River basin which is more which is home to 25 million people this is one of the deadliest environmental emergencies in decades and no one is talking about it so that's Jamal Bowman democrat on the other side of the aisle Marjorie Taylor Greene says East Palestine Ohio is undergoing an ecological disaster because authorities blew up the train derailment cars carrying hazardous chemicals and press are being arrested for trying to cu- tell the story Oh, but UFOs, what is going on? Wait, what do you mean they blew up the train derailment cars? Yeah, I don't know what she's referring to there. I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think the authorities blew up, but we'll find out. It's, I think details are, are still murky, but, but that's a good question. Um, here's a video about this. Massive train derailed Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't 
These aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. Residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm host James Masson, and now let's continue with the more recent coverage of the East Palestine train derailment, followed by the absolute shitstorm caused by the government setting all these fucking chemicals on fire, and then turn around and be like, "Oops, who would have known? Who the fuck wouldn't?" And again, I, I, I said from the very first beginning of us covering this on the show that you're going to see acid rain, and you know what we're fucking seeing? Acid rain. And yet, to a lot of people, it's like, yeah, no shit, dumbass. Of course there's going to be acid rain. A flume of chemicals went into the fucking sky. Do you have any idea how many people are genuinely like, oh, wow, who would have thought? Huh. I don't know. How about the fucking wild oil field fires from the 90s and the the late 80s? They had acid rain after that. And where are all the environmentalists? Right? Where's Greta Thunberg? Where's all these assholes out there? Oh, I'm sorry. Would that hurt the narrative machine that pays your fucking bills, bitch? What is, is that the problem? I, I can't help but wonder, is that the fucking problem? Because a real, natural disaster caused by the government... By the way, the Fed lied and people died. Should be the word... The words coming out of everybody's mouth right now, right? Fauci lied and people died. That trend, if you on the left and the right could say that. Why are we having such a struggle with this one? There are residents in Palestine, Ohio, um, Virginia, Pennsylvania, who are starting to see their livestock die, their waterways pollute. I'm going to throw in a bunch of videos in, in the beginning of this video. Just to give you guys an idea, yesterday we, we played a clip of a guy screaming, these aren't fucking storm clouds. That video was recorded at 12, like 12, 12 p.m. in the afternoon. And it looks like it's like 5.30 at night on a stormy night. And it's not. It's fucking polluted clouds drifting over a city. And it's in five to six states. And it's, you know, they say it's not coming up towards me, but I don't have any confidence that a shift in continental winds, all that's going to come in right to me. A lot more people need to be angry and a lot more people need to be covering this. The government fucking poisoned people. All right. Sure. Maybe when they set all set these train cars after they drained them on fire to burn all the refuse out of it. 
after they drained it all into the dent, all into the trench, and set it on fire. By the way, if you could drain it into a, a fucking trench and light it on fire, why could you not put it into containers? Why could you not do anything else besides this? There is still no explanation as to why they set it on fire, as to why they thought that was a good idea and who gave them the advice to do it. We still don't know who came up with that conclusion. We don't have a name. All right, we don't know who set the fire, who gave the orders, and why. All we know, but you know what's funny? You know what is funny about all of it? All right, so in like full transparency here, I I, I uh, just want to you know, so you guys you guys know I am fallible. It goes without saying, but you know, just to have a moment of transparency. I swear to God, I remember a clip from I want to say Davos 2019 or 2021, where they were talking about. One of the crucial ways to destabilize a country's system is by affecting the trucking system, the the means of trucking and the railways. And one of the key ways you could do that is making a disaster of the train tracks if somebody was to cause some sort of catastrophic accident with a train carrying a dangerous payload or whatever on board and having that go off the rails and having it cause severe damage. It would decentivize people from using trains, which is a heavy coal burning, whatever the fuck. And I can't find that clip, so maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it was a fever dream. Maybe it's one of the things that I thought I remember from 2020 that just slipped into the cracks. If anyone has that clip out there, because I swear to fucking God, I remember seeing it, and I want to throw it in here. But I can't find it. I went through. I tried a few different things. Google, DuckDuckGo. So, you know, I give up. Oh, well, uh, again, so if anybody has that clip, uh, link it below. I'd appreciate it. If you guys don't, oh, well, my, my apologies for bringing it up in the first place. I can't find the fucking thing, but I swear to God I remember it existing. Just don't want to go off the rails unless I can actually find and verify some of the shit I talk about, you know? Oh, well. But let's move on. Now, both of these sources talking about it are actually not U.S.-based sources, so... We are going to go with the top one here. I have it translated to English. And the reason why we're using these, both of these, according to their profiles, are considered high factuality sources. But Joe Biden says, oh, Ohio doesn't qualify for any government assistance in response. No, I don't need to. And he's receiving pushback and all kinds. And and there has been some development on that. We will end with that. But I want to use a foreign outlet to talk about this, right? Because let's see what the foreign press has to say about this train derailment and the fire and everything that's happened afterwards, and then go to what Joe Biden has to say about it, right? Because surely, right, if the U.S. president says, oh, no big deal, then there's no big deal, right? Right. Because surely the, the global press wouldn't recognize something that America's own president wouldn't. U.S. Chernobyl chemical disaster in Ohio, and this article is from the... Se- uh, from the 17th, which is, again, today. Uh, usually my episodes are recorded the night before, but I'm reading this right at 1.53 p.m. on February 17th, 2023. And it was recently updated, too. The, <clears throat> the derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals in the United States, uh, in the United States of Ohio, on February 3rd, caused an environmental disaster. While various diseases began to appear in the region, the accident was described as the Chernobyl of the USA. Now, I have been comparing this more to the BP oil spill, 
right? But with uh, the way it's got out of hand so quickly, I, I, I genuinely, yeah, I've come around to this this thought process. I, I can see where the Chernobyl thing is coming from. Is there a name on this article? I do not see a name off the bat. Worried about the consequences of the chemical disaster, residents in East Palestine town talked, spoke to the BBC. Worry, uh, same thing. These are just different pictures of. Look at that thing. It's insane. That's wild. That looks like those uh, California wildfires. Town spoke, shopkeepers John and Lisa. Hamner claimed that the environmental disaster had, quote, destroyed their lives. Unable to hold back tears while expressing his emotions, John described the accident that led to the chemical disaster as Chernobyl of East Palestine town. We have some videos to watch, too. Look at this. So what these are, these are full of uh, sulfur and charcoal. And the idea is that it will absorb and capture stuff, but this is just... If, if the charcoal gets covered in in, in oil, it, it can break through it, but it's going to take so long. These are basically useless, but I guess every little bit helps in this situation. Look at this. I Look at that. You can just see, like, here's the regular wet algae, all green, everything hanging off the plant. And look at this black sludgeant. Ugh. Pointing out that the main effects and wounds of the chemical disaster in the town are psychological, John. What the fuck? Are psychological, John said, used the phrase. Mm. Lisa, on the other hand, stated that she could not sleep because of her concerns about the town where they spent 20 years, 10 employees, and their businesses. Noting that some of her customers have stopped doing business with them, Lisa stated that some people are considering leaving the town of eastern Palestine. They absolutely should. Lisa said, quote, I'm worried about living here. There are so many things that I don't know anymore. Who, uh, I don't know anymore, who can sleep? The health of your job, uh, the health of your job, your health, your friends... Other residents told the BBC that the incident of February 3rd would be remembered as a major disaster, emphasizing that accidents, that the accident was an important breaking point in the town's history. Quote, this is Pearl Harbor for the town, or 9-11, said Ben Ratner, a local, a local cafe operator said. Ratner noted, that stress and trauma intensely causes different emotions in him. Good for him. I mean, that's, I don't mean to be dismissive, but, you know. Stating that his friends in the town are constantly panicking on the alert, Ratner said, quote, We need to look at the long-term emotional and psychological effects. I'm, I'm, I'm held up by the term psychological. I'm more worried about the, the, the physical. I don't give a fuck about your emotional state. I care about your body. People worry when they hear the sounds of a train, their children go out. What? Hear the sound of the train, their children go out. Or if dogs accidentally drink contaminated water outside, this is very serious. This has been for generations. It can go on. It's something bigger than chemical gas or a big cloud, he said. 
What is that? I can't see. I cannot make it out in that water. Federal and local officials advised locals to quote consume the boil water. Huh. You want know to fucked up about the boiled water thing? There are people from Ohio, right? People in this area and all over posting videos of what they're dealing with. Like, look at some of this shit right here. This is person's water, right? It's you know, if you live in East Palestine, don't drink the water. Check this out. Look at that. Uh. Come on. I mean, I'm not here to. Something's happening. I'm not here to, like, be a conspiracy theorist or anything. But. I always thought that water was just water and H2O. This, like, this ain't H2O. This is H2 plus. Imagine you're in a plane flying over, and you, you, you haven't seen the news, right? You Airplane mode, you, you can't see anything, right? And you look out, and you just see that. What would you assume? What would you think was happening? I would think there was a big fire or something happened. But you take into account like what's going on with like the war in Ukraine and escalating tensions there. I'd think, damn, did someone actually do it? Did someone really just hit home with that bitch? There'd be a level of alarm there. Again, would you move? As I'm gonna throw another rock right here. Would you stay here? Would you drink that water? Would you be affiliated with this? Would you Ugh. bathe your kids when it's bubbling up and looking like an oil slick? All that water, all that oil and shit comes to arrest the bottom of the water. And there's a video I saw, it was all over my timeline, now I can't find the goddamn thing. And what it was, it was a woman, and she was saying, I can't purify my water, and she has her water over a stove and she's pouring you know she, she's got her water in a pot and she's boiling it the bubbles is this it is this it and remember kids the next time that somebody tells you the government wouldn't do that Oh, yes, they will. Yeah, fun fact. I'm trying to find it. There was a video where this lady's just... She boiled her water, and the water turned out, like, black when she got done boiling it. And the bubbles all hardened up. And I just... I can't find that fucking footage anymore. The chemicals that were in the stream... You'll get to the rest of this, I promise. This is why I'm happy I have my fucking Twitter back, because I can finally actually just go right to the voice of the people. Hmm. Found it. I'm going to retweet this because I'm going to need it later. Look at this shit right here. Williamburg, Ohio went to boil some water, and this is what I see. The bubbles are hardening. And just keep in mind, a lot of the, the chemicals on the training, they are used to make PVC piping. 
So, it stands to reason, I would assume, a lot of this shit is just turning into plastic in your water and in your body. I've covered this on the show before, from the mask wearing for the years and everything, we're starting to see microplastic in human, not men, not just men and women, but children's and infants' lungs. And these microplastics are tearing holes in the lungs. We're also finding people's bloodstreams now, and now it's in this kind of water. Now, I have no way to justify it other than to say I, be- I would argue that this is plastic. No. Hey, guys. Uh, just a heads up. I know this is random. Uh, I was gone for a few hours, so I actually came back to finish recording the episode. Uh, plus... My boss randomly gave me a brand new desk chair, and while it is far more comfortable, it's a it's a lot it's a little bit creakier than you know Lindsay Lohan's stability between the years of 2003 and 2012, allegedly. But let's uh, go back to watching this video right here of the disturbing shit going on in Ohio. And I only want to show you two more videos after this, and then we have a couple more articles to read, and then we're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna be MIA for Saturday and Sunday, and most likely Monday as well. Doing with pre delegate stuff, and then I'll be going down to Ohio. And then on Sunday, if everything goes to plan, I'll be in Washington, D.C., filming and participating in the Jimmy Dore anti-war protest, uh, again, out in Washington, D.C. So, again, a, a year of on-the-grounds coverage starts already in the year January of 2023. What is with a enough January and really spicy topics? But we're going to watch this video real quick and make sure my settings are right. Uh, so... The person currently holding me hostage in this room has told me that it is in fact February... And that I'm a fucking moronic buffoon for saying that it was January, and how dare I? So, my apologies, it's February. So, uh, let's watch this video right here. And uh, all jokes aside, this is a, a very serious and grim topic. Uh, I'm happy we could have a little bit of levity around here because we're going to need it going forward. So yeah, they're telling you, boil the water, right? Oh, if you're so worried about it, boil the water. What if the situation is so fucking dire that boiling the water doesn't help you? And remind you, the chemicals burn. The one that they are willing to admit to first before the other three is a chemical used to produce PVC piping. So when you expose it to hot water and stir it up and starts bubbling, you might get some hard plastics. Now, this woman here, unfortunately, is dealing with that situation all too well. Look at this horrifying shit. Mmm. Anybody want some crab macaroni? Look at that. It has like chips and flakes and everything on it. Bubbles, guys. Bubbles. So the water filtration is not capable of treating this and keeping out the water. Now we know there's certain chemicals in birth control that when women go to the bathroom and everything, it goes into the public water system and our filtration systems are incapable of keeping out certain uh, xenoplastics and various chemicals that, like I said, are in birth control, and it has an issue where that affects, you know, male hormones and pH balances across the spectrum. 
So if we can't even filter that out, what do you think is in this fucking water right now to make it turn into hard, white, bubbly, flaky fucking substances on the surface of the water? See, it's not disappearing, it's just clumping up. Uh, why is a chemical from a train derailment traveling all through our drinking water? How far are they going to let this stuff go before they call a national emergency? Get ready. Fun fact, Joe Biden says go fuck yourself. It's not happening, but in the state next door, Democrat dark blue state next door, they're getting the emergency response. They're getting the care, and they're getting the service. Ohio, DeWine, J.D. Vance, you most likely listen to this podcast, my, like, 30 to 34% Ohio audience, you are getting fucked right now. Six ways from Sunday by your governor and the governors of six states around you, including the federal government. Let this sink in. I almost feel really bad for the people who are like, oh, this is, I can't believe the government will let this happen. If you can't believe the government would do X, Y, or Z, sit down, I'll roll a fat one up, we'll pass it back and forth around our campfire, and I'll sing you a merry fucking melody to the tune of a goddamn banjo that is slightly out of key. And preferably, I'm sitting on a nice comfy rock in some overalls. But, if you think to yourself, the government wouldn't, the answer is, yes they fucking would. And they do not care about you or anyone else. There's a reason why... You have a social security number. It's because you're not a person. You are an itemized working unit that pays fucking taxes and works for the system. That is what you are to it. Expendable and they can breed you out. And don't forget, a lot of the people in power actively push a depopulation agenda, which says, oh, there's too many people on this planet for climate change purposes. You need to have less people. So if you think a government that has that philosophy cares that they crack a few fucking eggs to make an omelet, you, my friend, are misfucking led. My apologies for the rant. I have a lot of people who are very close to me in Ohio. And knowing that this stuff could spread not just to them, but to people in other states that I don't know as well as myself is a very alarming prospect. And I don't, I've talked to people in person who think this is going to be cleaned up in just a couple days or so. And quite frankly, at this point, if the government was going to clean it up, it would be well on its way to being cleaned up right now. But there's zero fucking motion outside of a local government uh, angle and push to get this situation resolved. Meanwhile, the government is sitting flaccidly on its fucking hindquarters watching people collapse in hallways, collapse in hospitals, children getting rashes, burns, people's fucking hair falling out, people having sudden and rapid tooth decay, children, mouths burning in pain. If you scroll through Twitter, just type in uh, Ohio fire or, or Ohio water fire, Ohio wildlife, all, any number of combinations but of Ohio chemical and fill in a thing you don't want injured. There's a video of thing you don't want injured, fucking injured. And the government is saying, drink the water, breathe the air, you're safe. But all your neighbors are showing you videos of them going out to the water, stirring it up with a stick, and oil rising to the fucking top. Meanwhile, your politicians, and you don't think they've seen these videos? You are fucking off your rocker, my friend. They are acutely 
aware of what the social media has to tell them, regardless of if they respond to that feedback properly or not. They know what's going on. And here's the thing. If they're working so hard to tell you that something's not bad, when you can see with your own fucking eyes it's bad, it is probably worse than your own lying eyes can really depict. Because they have the real data, and the real data would fucking invoke panic and chaos. And they're trying to mitigate that, and I respect that effort. But at the same time, find a way to deliver the truth to us without outright fucking lying. But enough with the rants, let's move on. That is just unfathomable. Look at these pictures. Now, I will say, there is... Now, of all these pictures, I wanted to give a little bit of pushback. This one can right here be explained. If you leave any substance, specifically water, to boil away in a pot for a long specific time, you are going to have this sort of, like, rough buildup. And it is alarming because it is a byproduct of things like fluoride in the water. That is, like, burned to the surface of the water that sticks to the bottom. That's why when you, after you burn, boil your water, you're supposed to filter it out and boil it twice. So you're supposed to double boil your water. You boil it once, filter it, strain it through, like, cheesecloth, and then you boil that water and you're good to go but this can be sharp with that but it's not and i'm willing to say in my opinion that this is absolutely chemical buildup i'm just saying if you wanted to have the cynical outlook there's your counter that's disgusting i'd love to go back and read the comments see what like down here nah. it's insane now we have one more video we're going to check out just because right now there's a guy named Benny Johnson who's on the ground. First off, look at this video right here. Safe, right? Ugh. Wow. You're just listening to the audio version. You're, you're not getting what you it's need to get. Listen to, watch the, the video. Head. I don't get paid for you watching the video version of it on the podcast platform, but watch the video version. It's far more important. I heard, yeah. Chemicals. But they burned all the chemicals off of there, right? That's what I heard, yeah. Under <laughs> the rain. Maybe off the top. And check this guy out right here. I can't just sit back and complain about this and not do anything. Well, I mean, for me personally, it was just, I can't just sit back and complain about this and not do anything. And I'm an hour away, so I'm like, what can I do? So I brought some water. Yeah, it's a small gesture, but maybe it'll get some other people here helping out because our government's not standing up to help people out. The corporation that dropped the bomb on the city isn't standing up to help people out. So we got to help out our brothers and sisters. Well, I mean, for me personally, you know, I just, just want to, uh, let's see. I, I wish there was a name attributed to this guy, but 
Whoever he is, man, absolute legend. If you know this guy or you know anybody who might know this guy, just make sure this dude gets told thank you. Like, this kind of dude can't go unappreciated. Now, let's get to that one video I wanted to show you right here. Like him or hate him, Benny Johnson is the only rep reporter I know who's not connected to a mainstream establishment source who is on the grounds, not just on the grounds, up close and personal with these hazards. So, I wanted to show you guys his video and then we'll get back into the articles. Hey guys, we spent the entire day in East Palestine, Ohio. I think the government is lying to you. You've obviously seen these videos of the water in East Palestine, but what those videos don't confer is the air quality as well in East Palestine. Uh, the air quality is noxious when you get there. Uh, there's like, you can, like, it, it essentially burns your skin when you're breathing the air. I'm sort of walking around here at the airport just to sort of get some air circulation. Um, it like burn, it like burns your skin. Breathing the air, it like hurts your mouth, and it, it you know it, it, it like sets sort of like like fire. It's like very light uh, pepper spray essentially, and maybe some of the people get uh, you know acclimated to it who are living there. But when you come there straight from somewhere else which I did today, you really get hit with it. It's like a wave, uh, and it's really bad. Um, and so, you know, obviously the water is, uh, like, atrocious, horrendously unsafe. Uh, and people are there having to sit there and drink it, and shower with it. How, what do you else get in shower with when you're there? And everyone's back in their homes, and those are the people that we went and talked with today. Nobody's helping them. Uh, FEMA just shut down the request to help them. Uh, and so, like, no one's helping these people. And so we're gonna cover that. Um, and Joe Biden hasn't visited, Pete Buttigieg hasn't visited. Just today, Have two weeks after the it. accident, I mentioned it. they had, finally, the EPA administrator, whoever the hell that is, come and visit, along with Sherrod Brown and J.D. Vance, who are the senators from the state, and neither of them uh, would drink the water. So it was to give some credit. JD Vance has been actively calling out everything with the water and the pollution since the very beginning, to the point where he's been going on the ground, fucking with the water, and then making sure his colleagues watch the footage. Uh, absolutely wild to see. Um, not a place that people should be living right now, in my personal opinion. Uh, having been there for just a few hours, uh, it's bad. See, this is why I really like Twitter right now because I can go right there. And get the fucking counter opinion. Get the counter side side of the argument that the mainstream media will try to push really hard to have out there. We're gonna watch this one real quick, and this is J D Vance who went right down to the water, walked into it himself, and started fucking with it to get a video, and he took it and showed his colleagues. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run, and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed. It's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can you, show, can you come here? And, and, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this in the camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. Mm. Hey, guys. So I'm here at Leslie Run, and there's dead... So let's get back into it. So now that you're armed with the knowledge that you're armed with, let's 
Let's uh, let's delve headfirst, headlong into the narrative. EPA Ohio unit and state official stated that Ohio holding barriers were placed in waterways to control pollution caused by chemical spills and pollution soil and water were tried to be cleaned by uh, irrigation method. But just boil the water. It should be okay, man. Chemical disaster discussions in Ohio. In the environmental disaster that occurred on February 3rd on the railway near east, eastern Palestine town of, Uni- of the United States of Ohio. That's the funniest fucking thing. Oh, hold on. My mouse fell off the desk. I got it, though. Oops. Hold on. And you know what's really funny about this outlet? They don't say the United States of America. They keep fucking saying the United States of Ohio, bro. They've already predicted the full conquering of this country by Ohio. It is inevitable, boys. You cannot escape it. Ohio will conquer the United States and then eventually the entire world and then Mars. Ohio needs to be stopped. Maybe in the long run, this might be to stop... Ohio's dominance. Maybe halt it so the rest of us have a fighting chance to protect ourselves from Ohio. Maybe this was a a move, a strategic move from the federal government to cripple Ohio so they had time to plan a strategic strategy to fight Ohio's infectious spread to all the other states. Who knows? I'm just thinking. But Eastern Palestine town of the United States of Ohio long may she live Explosions occurred after 50 wagons of the 150 wagon train carrying chemicals were derailed. After the explosion, it was decided to evacuate the residents of the region due to the spread of the amount of toxic chemicals in the environment. After the incident, there were reports from the media that the residents of the region had complained, had complaints such as headaches, Burning eyes, coughs, fatigue, as well as deaths in animals. The New York Post newspaper also wrote that the amount of toxic chemicals carried by the train was well above what was announced. It absolutely fucking was. Did not know that article was out there. Now I know I have to go read that later. The police arrested the arrest of a reporter who followed the press statement of Governor Mike DeWine on the event further inflamed the, quote, chemical disaster discussion. Why is it? In quote, it is a chemical disaster. It doesn't need to be quoted. It's absolutely a chemical fucking disaster. What are you talking about? In a statement made by the White House yesterday, it stated that the federal agency, the EPA, was working with state officials in the region. The U.S. President Joe Biden administration was closely following the accident and was in contact with local authorities to meet the needs. Hmm. Now, this is one of those articles that's just going to load forever because it's, you know, an infinitely uploading... uh... Oh, is it not? Oh! Never mind. My bad. The people of eastern Palestine town, with a population of approximately 4,700, where the accident took place, expressed their distrust of authorities in a statement at at a general meeting yesterday and called for transparency to the authorities by expressing their concerns about many issues such as the smoke cloud that continues to affect the region, the odor that has become permanent, and the safety of drinking water. The residents of the town stated that they were not satisfied with the official statements and criticized authorities, especially the Ministry of Transportation and the train company 
Norfolk Southern with harsh language. Harsh language. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Now let's move on to the next. <clears throat> Ohio Congress demands answer over lack of FEMA assistance. We're going to hop over here to the Washington Examiner for our next article. Ohio trained derailment lawmakers ask FEMA why the state can't get, exist- get assistance. Now we're going to watch this video right here real quick. Hundreds of angry residents of East Palestine, Ohio, and its surrounding areas attended a town hall meeting demanding answers about the train derailment earlier this month. We all just want answers. I think that's what everybody here wants is just answers. Um, I honestly feel that the... Oh, hold on. Hundreds of... Palestine, the, the police... Um... I honestly feel that the Palestine, the, the police department, the fire department, all the first responders, they don't have the answers to give us because I don't think they know. They're not getting the straight answers either. Norfolk Southern, the company that owns the train and the derailment, was due to join officials at the meeting to address the concerns of local residents, but decided to pull out of the meeting at the last moment, citing perceived threats to their safety. We're trying to get information out to our citizens. Everybody's concerned. I'm concerned. But... Norfolk Southern has come under harsh criticism from government officials who laid responsibility for the disaster at its feet. Governor Mike DeWine demanded the company be held accountable and do more to help clean up the mess. This train apparently was not considered a high hazardous material train. Therefore, the railroad was Why? not required to notify anyone here in Ohio about what was in the rail cars coming through our state. Frankly, uh, if this is true, and I'm told it's true, uh, this is absurd. Train cars were carrying at least five hazardous materials at the time of the accident, wanting to prevent a catastrophic tanker failure and an explosion that could have sent deadly shrapnel up to a mile away. Officials opted to conduct a controlled burn, releasing fumes into the air. These fumes included chemicals such as vinyl chloride, which has been linked to liver damage and a rare form of liver cancer in cases of acute exposure. Many residents are concerned about the long-term health effects and whether local wildlife and water are indeed safe to consume. This is so much bigger than just it in the water. Our environment, our wildlife animals, our, our farmers that have to till their soil up. Ohio Attorney General David Yost told Norfolk Southern his office is considering legal action against the rail operator. Now let's get into this article. Ohio trained derailment lawmakers ask FEMA why state can get assistance by Misty Severi. Breaking news report from February 17th, 2023 is now when I left. It was still this date, but now it's February 18th, 2023. So... But it was recently updated a little bit ago. Well, not that apparently 11 a.m. I read this p.m. But let's move on. All 17 members of Ohio congressional delegation wrote a joint letter to the Federal Agency Management Agency on Tuesday or Thursday requesting uh, the reason their state was denied federal assistance following a train derailment earlier this month, the delegation led by Rep. Bill Johnson, a Republican from Ohio, asked for an explanation after Governor Mike DeWine claimed the state had reached out to FEMA but was told it did not qualify for federal assistance. Quote, this is our understanding that Governor DeWine's administration has been in communications with our agency about the need for federal support or, or to assist with the cleanup of the Norfolk Southern train derailment 
and subsequent chemical fire that occurred in East Palestine, Ohio on February 3rd. The letter said, let's uh, go read it real quick, guys. It's loading. Give me one second here. Okay, Congress, uh, Congress of the United States, Washington, D.C., uh, 205.15. Okay, so that'd be the date. It's not sectioned off like I thought it would be. Mr. Deneen Christmas. So this is the 5th of February, by the way. Administrator, Federal Emergency Management Agency, 500 C Street, SW Washington, D.C., 20024, February 16th. Oh, okay. And when the hell is that? 25? Must be the area code then. Uh, February 16th, 2023. Dear Administration, uh, Administrator Chriswell. It is our understanding that the govern that Governor DeWine's administration has been in communication with your agency about the need for the federal support uh, uh, federal support to assist with the cleanup of the Norfolk Southern train derailment and subsequent chemical fire that occurred in East Palestine, Ohio, on February third. Despite the severity of the wreckage, the chemical release, and the disrupt and the disruption. Of the lives of local residents, we have been informed that the Ohio that Ohio apparently does not meet the eligibility threshold for FEMA uh, for FEMA assistance at this time. We respectfully request that you provide detailed a detailed response as to why the residents of this community do not qualify for assistance from your agency. We look uh, we look forward. To your prompt response and your commitment, uh, and your commitment to use any available federal resources to help with the suffering residents of the small town and rural community. Uh, Bill Johnson, member of Congress, J.D. Vance, member of Congress, Sharon Brown, member of Congress, and Troy Balderson, member of Congress. Uh, Joyce Bentley, member of Congress, uh, Scott Nell Brown, or uh, Chantel Brown, member of Congress, Mike Carey, member of Congress, Warren, these are all members of Congress, Warren Davis, Jim Jordan, David P. Joyce, uh, Merce Kaptor, Greg Landsman, Robert E. Latta, Max Miller, Amelia Strong so uh, Sykes, Sykes uh, Mike, uh, Michelle R. Turner, and Brad R. Wentstrup. Today, I, uh, I, and this is from Rep. Bill Johnson. That's probably worth a follow. There we go. Today, I led the entire Congre Ohio congressional delegation in sending a letter to FEMA urging them to provide assistance to help provide, uh, to help provide assistance to help the people of East Palestine after the train derailment. That being said, let's hop back over here. Now that we've read that. Quote this. Oh, we already read that. Um, letter continued. We respectfully request that you provide a detailed response. The derailment triggered evacuations from the town and surrounding communities where, uh, where the 140-car train went off the tracks after catching fire. 20 of the cars carried toxic chemicals such as vinyl chloride, which is what makes PVC piping. DeWine said... That he has told that he was told that part of the reason why the train 
why they were denied assistance was because the railroad company, Northfolk Southern, had agreed to pay part of the expenses and because there was a lack of physical damage to residential buildings. According to Newsweek, DeWine added that he has reached out to the White House and other federal agencies for assistance instead. Quote, FEMA's in constant contact with the Emergency Operations Center in East Palestine and with Ohio Emergency Management Agency. A FEMA spokesperson told Fox News, quote, We are closely coordinating with the Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Health and Human Services, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, who are helping test the water and air quality and to conduct public health assessments. Now, here's a really funny fucked up part about it. They'll say, what do you mean they're not talking to federal government? What do you mean people aren't getting communications? What do you mean people aren't... What? Look, they're clearly in communications with the federal government. Yeah, and the federal government says, go fuck yourself. Just because you're in communications with the federal government doesn't mean you're getting any fucking assistance. It means go fuck yourself. We hear you're crying, and we're jerking off to it because the sounds of you screaming and suffering is what us in the Biden administration and the establishment politics absolutely whack our tally whackers to. They turn into, they turn Yankee Doodle Dandy to Yankee Toodle Wanka Danny. Now, let's move on to the next article, shall we? And here's something that really drives me up a fucking tree, right? You have a current sitting president who refuses to lift a fucking finger to help a single one of his goddamn countrymen. But you know who is willing to go out to Ohio and at least try to help in some way? And you know what? Bare minimum, even you say, well, he, 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 let's say you're like, oh, well, he's not going to give any money or resources to help. A, that's not true. He gave a lot of money to help during 9-11's cleanup. B, he goes and the cameras fucking follow. Donald Trump, breaking news yesterday, uh, late yesterday, announced that he is in fact going to Ohio. Check this out. Over here at the Post Millennial. Breaking. Trump to visit East Palestine next week. The former, I wish it was a lot sooner. He should do it tomorrow. But who knows. The former president plans to travel to, Ohio, travel to the old town on Wednesday and will meet with members of the community. Maybe take he's going to take a week, get his stuff together, and then go visit. Who knows? Former president and 2024 presidential candidate Donald Trump is reportedly set to travel to East Palestine next week, the town in which the train carrying hazardous materials derailed earlier this month and its chemicals burned off to avoid the explosion. A source familiar with Trump's plan told Fox News that the former president plans to travel. And by the way, be sketchy of that. It says a source familiar, not credible, not trustworthy, but it's worth noting. Travel to the Ohio town on Wednesday and will meet with members of the community. Breaking news from Jack Posobiec. Well, okay, if it's Jack Posobiec, Jack Posobiec's like, you know, speed dial on Trump's phone, so perhaps... Breaking, President Trump to visit East Palestine next week. The visit comes after the derailment of the Norfolk Southern train earlier this month, which was carrying hazardous materials like vinyl chloride, a chemical used to make PVC plastics. As a result of the derailment, the chemical began to leak from the tanker cars, and it was decided that a controlled burn of the chemicals was the best course of action to prevent an explosion. It was later revealed that the gov- that Governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro signed off. Oh, fuck. That is new information. See, I remember DeWine coming out just a couple days ago. See, this is brand new information to me specifically. Let me reread that just in case you missed it. it will, in a signed letter that was revealed that Governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, and Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro signed off. On the controlled burn. 
DeWine went on front of all these cameras and said, oh, this was news to me. Ooh. I take back all the nice things I said about Mike DeWine in this podcast since he passed House Bill 99. He knowingly signed off on the escalation. Fucked. And the control release, which saw a dark plume of smoke billow over the town and neighboring communities, despite officials stating that residents were safe to return, people expressed concerns over dead animals and fish appearing in the area, as well as the chemical smell in the air on Friday. DeWine confirmed that a portion of the sulfur run was, quote, severely contaminated. Mild. That's such a charitable statement. It should, should be tax deductible. As videos appeared of a rainbow sheen in the water. It's called Oil Baby. Including a video posted on Twitter by Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. This is a breaking news story. We'll be updating. You know what's really crazy about this? You know the situation is bad when there's very clearly oil everywhere. And the U.S. government will not fucking go there. Now before we wrap up, there's one video here. Let's watch this real quick. And then we'll end the episode here. J.D. Vance is a senator from the state of Ohio. He's also from Ohio, and he had some questions, so he went to East Palestine, which seemed like a pretty simple step. A lot of people can't manage it, but he did. And after visiting, he challenged the EPA administer, administrator, rather, Michael Regan, to drink a glass of tap water in the town of East Palestine. Weirdly, Michael Regan has not accepted that challenge. <laughs> we are grateful to have Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio with us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming up, for coming on. I, mean, I notice a lot of the people who are reassuring us about how fine these Palestinians don't really want to go there. In fact, they avoided going there. Do you think uh, Regan will drink the tap water? <laughs> uh, I don't suspect that he will, Tucker, and a lot of residents, unfortunately, are not uh, comfortable drinking the tap water either. And, it, and it's easy not to see why, Tucker. The thing that I came away from after visiting today is, is that, one, residents are very, very... Uh, scared, obviously, but they are also not getting answers from their authorities about exactly what's going on, what's being done to clean up the disaster. And, and on that point in particular, Tucker, uh, the, the, the railroad has completely failed to clean up the toxic soil that's leaking into the riverways, into the... Alrighty, we're back. Let's make sure we're back and recording. Okay, we're back and recording. Cool. To the waterways and into the groundwater. So uh, there's this question about testing, testing the water enough. The question that I have is why haven't they cleaned up the contaminated soil that's going to eventually contaminate the groundwater no matter what? So you've been criticized for suggesting that maybe people who are still in East Palestine drink bottled water, and that's scaremongering because apparently we should just follow the science and do what we're told. Why would someone criticize you for counseling caution? You know, I have no idea, Tucker. I think that there is a complete refusal to deal with the fact that a lot of residents are freaked out on the ground. Uh, obviously, people want to get back to their lives. They also want to know that they're safe. And the thing that's very clear, if you talk to the EPA, if you talk to the CDC, they cannot tell us what a clean threshold is for the water. So on the one hand, you have to measure the water to know how much of this contaminant is in it. On the other hand, you have to know at what level the contaminant is low enough that it's clean water, that it's safe for humans to drink. We've been completely unable to get a good answer from any federal authorities to that question. And if I can't get that answer, and I'm a United States senator, uh, that suggests that the people of East Palestine who want to be cautious have every right to do it. The, the simple fact is, Tucker, that unless we go in and study the effect of vinyl chloride on human beings, we're never going to be able to say with confidence what is going to happen to the residents of East Palestine. They want to rebuild their community. They want to get back to normal life, but they can't do it unless the government does its job. That's right. By the way, if you say you're an environmentalist and care about the environment, you should care about the air and the soil and the water. 
you know, climate is not the environment, um, I would say. Ginny Vance, a senator from Ohio who took the time to visit one of his own communities. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of, so, like I said, there's a lot of old information here, and there's a lot of new information here, and this is an unfolding story that is just getting more and more fucked as time goes on. I'm going to throw in two clips at the end of this video for you to enjoy. Uh, one of them is this poor, woke chick getting red-pilled in real time by the government. And the second one is this... <laughs> he's an Indian uh, lawmaker, and he signed a deal to let a, a factory pollute his waterways. He got paid off to do it, and then he drank some water from the waterways and died from poisoning. So I'm going to throw that clip in, too, just for good topical humor. Uh, so that being said, until next time, keep an eye on the situation, make sure you do your research, and if you're in these areas, keep an eye out, buy a bottle of water, and I will talk to you guys later. Please leave any, uh, feedback or advice in the comments below, anything you think I missed, or stories you want me to have in my radar that you think I should talk about, please leave a comment in the description, or in the comment section below. All articles and information and resources used for this episode will be in the description below. And until next time, I shall catch you guys later. Peace. Up right down the road from East Palestine, um, my old childhood best friend lives in the fucking town. Um, my current best friend literally lives right next to the town. It is so much worse than what the media is telling any of us. I'm getting reports from people that are down there right now that they're literally seeing schools of fish floating down streams, rivers, fucking dead. I got a video from my friend, okay, and she's like walking, dude, it's all fucking dead. All fucking dead. And on the top of the water is a really pretty chemical rainbow sheen. The chemicals are in the fucking water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not. The water's been contaminated. The soil's been contaminated. The fucking air is contaminated. You literally are about to see some of the worst fucking health side effects coming out of people in that town. It's not even funny. And y'all want to know something even more fucked up? The restaurant that I work at in a whole different state had to donate food to them because we had people from the churches calling to tell us that Red Cross never fucking came, FEMA never fucking came, the environmental con con conservationists still have yet to fucking come, and nobody's fucking helping them. Meaning all of the fucking firefighters that were working get no food, have nothing to help them, nothing. Okay, all the people that were displaced have no food water a place to stay none of that shit it is so much worse than what they're telling you and tiktok probably won't even let me post this video but if this video gets posted please save it and repost it everywhere you fucking can because i'm telling y'all they are covering this shit up they are covering this shit up because they don't want to get out how bad it actually was this was not good this was the worst fucking thing that's happened probably in the past eight years that is Oh, <laughs> <laughs>